How's oh it going? My God, you know, I am just, I'm hanging in there, I think. Like, I, I can't believe I you survived. survived. I, know. <laughs> I thought out of everyone, you would be the person to like lose your mind in this quarantine. Uh, and who, who says I haven't? Yes, that's true. <laughs> you just don't see it all the time. I know. You always look very put together when I see <laughs> no. you. You do. It's all it's all a front. It's all a front. It's um a front. but yeah, it's crazy. I know. We're still in this quarantine, you know, kind of a little bit like a, like one foot out, but one foot still totally planted in, you know. It's Peeking like a head out like a little hemorrhoid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm here, oh. I'm here. No, maybe not. <laughs> oh, the joys of the bum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about bum and hemorrhoids. No, that was a weird introduction. I have someone, if you don't know her, then you living under a rock called Chelsea Lynn. My husband has been following her for quite a while and he mm. got me onto her like a couple months ago and I am so obsessed. Her comedy is very authentic, very out there, very honest. She started in Vine, if I'm, if I'm correct, um, and then came over to YouTube and then to, to Instagram and she is blowing up. She now has tours going on. Um, if, again, if you don't know her, you need to be on your social media right now because in about three months time, we are not going to be, we wouldn't have been able to get her. I know. My God. She's like a social media superstar. Exactly. She is. And if you want to laugh about things that, you know, aren't PC like this show, <laughs> then it's a perfect tie-in. And check her out. So welcome, Chelsea. Yay, Chelsea. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, oh, I was I just saying it. before that, um, you know, I was in Oklahoma um, for like three months. So I feel like that area I, I'm a little more understanding of, and that's where you're from. Yeah. Yeah. And I was actually back a couple weeks ago and I kind of vlogged um, where I grew up and people hadn't seen that yet. And, and a lot of people were like, oh, okay, we get it now. You know? <laughs> I'm in California now. So yeah, people, you know, yeah, they think I thought we were from the South. I'm like, I am. I just moved here seven years ago. So, um, you, you know what though? It's hard to let go of the Southern roots though. Cause I'm from Texas. I'm from Dallas. And it's like, right, as Southern girls in the house, it's hard to like let go of all the Southern, like the things you've been brought up with. So what is, what is something you miss the most about the South? Mm-hmm. Okay. For me, I, I graduated with 12 people. Okay. Oh my gosh. More stoplights in our town. So for me, when I go back and there's no traffic mm-hmm. and it's quiet, I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, I miss that. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Just, and I think about that out here. It's so just, probably that's probably number one mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Just the quietness and the calmness. Yeah. Did you guys have frozen custard there too? Because in Missouri, my husband's from Missouri and they talk about frozen custard. You could talk about pizza pockets though. And it reminded me of my childhood because I'm from Australia. The pizza pockets are universal. You can get them from anywhere. Well, but, one thing you probably do, you do uh, miss is Whataburger. Yeah. Whatabur- oh my gosh. That's always my first stop, Whataburger, and then I get some good barbecue. Oh my God. Have to, have to. But do you have good Mexican food in, in Oklahoma? We have great Mexican food in Texas. Okay. I, well, I used to live in Dallas. I'm uh-huh. from, uh, okay. Thackeray, Oklahoma is. Uh-huh. That's where I'm from. Um, love it. So when I first moved to California, I hated the Mexican food because I was yeah. used to Tex-Mex. Yeah, Tex-Mex is the real deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and so it took a while to get used to. So yeah, when I go home, I go on an eating tour. <laughs> totally, so do I. I gotta have my margarita, my margaritas, my Tex-Mex barbecue. 
Whataburger late night. Love. <laughs> On one of your blogs, you said you grew up in a trailer. Is that true? Oh, yeah. So that's oh, yeah. where you, so that was your home. Oh, yeah. And not like a, like a nice new double wide trailer. Like those people had money, you know, like uh-huh. I grew up in a trailer house, like, like holes in the floor, like poverty, like poverty stricken trailer house. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what, how did you know that you wanted to be a comedian? Like growing up sort of there, was that sort of like fuel for like what you wanted to do? You know, it's, it's so weird to explain it. Um, growing up, I always wanted to be on SNL, you know, that was like my, like, Oh, I want to be on SNL, but I never thought that it could happen to me, number one, that it would happen. Um, and I never read my mind to, to do it. I never was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, end up doing shows and having like, that was never, everything that's happened to me has almost happened by lucky accident. Oh, and I just keep rolling with it along the way. If, so it, the, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so for those sure. Little sketches and those little, um, improv pieces that you put on your social, was that just born out of having a good time and enjoying comedy and then it exploded? And then isn't that such a lesson to all the people who are trying to be something and are trying to give their audience what they want. But for you, it was just authentic. It was just like, well, this is what I do. This is who I am. This is what's funny to me and my friends. And then other people related and found that funny too. A hundred percent. So when I first did my first video, I had two followers. Okay. Oh my oh, wow. There's hope. There's hope There's for, hope, yeah. for me. There's hope. <laughs> and you know, I just did a, I, I mean, we just did a couple funny videos and they kind of took off and then slowly, but surely I just started gaining followers and I was like, Whoa, this is, weird. you know, I just kept doing what I do. And I've just been riding the, riding the wave, dude. It's been crazy. Yeah. So what if, what about like your family? Cause I know for me growing up in Texas, I have a lot of conservative people in my family and even doing this podcast where we talk about everything. They, yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. they do. They do not listen because they're just like, it's just like, you know, they're whatever they're saying. But for you with your comedy, like, do you have that sort of conservative like background in your family? Like was everybody very accepting right away or how did that whole thing pan out? Well, you know, um, I, I had a, my grandmother raised me. Okay. She's passed away. I don't have a relationship with my father. My So the only like family I would say I have are my sisters who live with me in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And then I've got my aunt and my uncle back home in Oklahoma. So she's, my aunt's very conservative. So, and my material is not. <laughs> it's not. Yes. There's a big penis in one of your videos <laughs> that I've watched over and over, That's and, such over a good... and over and over again. That's such a, I like the gender reveal one too. Yes, uh, we're, we're, we're trying to think another good one. Um, but the first few, years, so I've been doing this six years. I would mm-hmm. say the first four years, she gave me shit. Mm-hmm. That's inappropriate. You need to take that off the internet. Blah blah blah. But when I started making money, mm-hmm. I she more friends to the show. She <laughs> oh yeah, she took a turn on that one for uh-huh. sure. Uh-huh. But yeah, I dealt, I dealt with that for for a while. Um, that whole thing, that whole conservative stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
Do you ever feel like you, is anything too far for you? Mm-hmm. Or do you feel like you have now purported yourself to be, this is me authentically, so then I, I can kind of go anywhere? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's such a luxury to have, especially these days, to be able to just put out the content that you feel like is your true self. Because mm-hmm. you're always thinking about, oh, how do I have to censor this? How do I have to censor that? Yeah. Do you ever feel like you have gone too far? Oh, No. I don't just like, no. <laughs> Love it. I don't feel like I've gone too far. Uh-huh. I feel like there's some things that I'd, I'd rather keep out. I'd rather, you know, like to keep out. Uh-huh. Like what? Are there certain topics or subjects or? Uh, probably just getting political. Okay. Yeah. And for multiple reasons. Not because I'm like, you know, oh, I'm scared of the backlash or people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't give a shit. For me, um, I just want to make people, I just want to take their minds off, off serious yeah. issues. Mm-hmm. That's really all it is for me. Um, but as long as I don't have to get serious, uh, nothing's off limits. Well, that's part, especially at this time, people have, you know, come to you and like come to, you know, love your entertainment because it is like an escape. But has anyone ever tried to censor you? Um, no one in particular. I would say my earlier stuff, you know, the first couple years are much raunchier oh, than the stuff now. Oh, they're raunchier? Oh. I need to go back to that. Damn it, you need that. <laughs> that's, all, that's all we're about. Yes, yes, yes. As far as we can go. <laughs> I feel like my stuff now is PG compared to what it used to be. Right. Um, TikTok takes down half of what I post. Really? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Facebook won't let me monetize 90% of my stuff. So it's like, you know... I could be making a lot more money than I mm-hmm. am, mm-hmm. but I don't want to change my material. So it's kind of like, I'm just going to, you know, make what I can and do what I can and kind of keep true to my, myself. And, you know, does that make sense? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question? Why were you looking at a man's butthole in your picture? <laughs> you don't know the yeah. picture I sent it to? We don't even know. Oh no, it's a girl's butthole. It's a girl's oh, butthole. Girl's? No, it's yes. not. It's the girl. It's, it's- it's you said you said something about um um why am I looking your, your friends let you look at their buttholes is it a girl it's a girl was I it, think it right was a girl? No. Alex remembers. I can she's like, this is just an average. She's like, this is an average day in my life. What do you mean? I yeah. look at people's buttholes all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. Like, which it's, butthole? It, okay, it's okay. Here it is. It's coming up. Here it is. Okay. Do you see? Oh, oh, okay. I think it's a That's what I'm asking. Paige. Okay. Oh, Paige. Sorry, Paige. I need to look at your face. <laughs> so she sells merch and she wanted a picture a close-up of her butthole <laughs> why why it, it actually sold very well did it i love it was it like on t-shirts and everything yeah yeah oh, I love it. <laughs> the whole t-shirt was the whole butthole it wasn't like just right here but it was like the whole oh my until- gosh <sighs> oh my god i why love it, it sell I, it's <laughs> probably pervy people her audience, dude. It must have been one finely groomed butthole. I mean, that's that's to get sell that many. Exactly. That's a beautiful <laughs> butthole. Mine would not sell very many. I think oh, maybe right. two. Post it's baby but, post baby buttholes are are not as pretty. I think. <laughs> no, there's things that push on your butthole for way too many yeah, months. Yeah, so yeah. You, I'm not as obsessed with that area now that I've had a I've had a kid. I'm like. Hey, <laughs> 
Yeah, but that that she asked me to take a picture of her butthole, and then her boyfriend. We didn't know her boyfriend was taking pictures of us taking pictures of her butthole <laughs> at the door. <laughs> you guys and must be like, really close. I mean, Roxy, would you let yeah. me do that? I don't know. I don't know. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, would I do that? I guess for the right <laughs> amount of money. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Would you do it? Um, would you do it for me? No, not for you, but I would do, I would let my husband take a picture and then like delete it probably. Yeah. Just to, just yeah. to look at it. It looks like, you know, <laughs> yeah. make sure it's all good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, so who is your, cause your comedy, I, it's so funny. Who is your comedy hero? Like who did you always look up to? Oh gosh. For me, probably uh-huh. late nineties, early two thousands SNL cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like who, like specifically like the whole cast. Chris Farley, yeah, Molly Shannon, uh-huh, Chris um, David Spade. I'm obsessed with David Spade. Just that whole, that whole crew. Honestly. The magic. Yeah, it was like Chris Rock, all those guys, right? Like, yes, magic. Taylor, yeah, yes. Oh my God, so Do funny. Do you think you would change if that started to become your life? Just say, you know, you're doing SNL. Like, just say you get invited and you're doing, you know, some of your material and all of a sudden, you know, your fame really does explode. Like how, how do you think that would affect you? Mm-hmm. Me personally or yeah. my comedy? No, you. Yeah. I think about it all the time, honestly. And it terrifies me. Mm. It terrifies me. Um, fame scares me. Money scares me because I'm such a happy and um carefree sort of yeah and i'm very just happy with my life as is mm-hmm. so to, to think about big changes like that just scares me mm-hmm. um so i'm just trying to i think about that daily actually that's crazy you asked that's like my number one anxiety about my whole career is like i, I almost don't want to get any more famous than i am yeah for that reason because people probably people probably recognize you now, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. it's great. You know, it's not like yeah, it's annoying or anything. Um, mm. But yeah, I think about that all the time, and mm. my, me and my husband talk about it all the time. And it's like I don't know. I, I would hope I would just be as humble as possible. And, mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Roxy and you I know? have the opposite. Roxy and I are like, we have anxiety because we're not. <laughs> we need to hang out with Chelsea. Give me so much fame and money. I'd be so happy. Just like I roll could, around yeah, in it. My money will love me. My fame will give me hugs at night. It'll make me feel good and pretty. Um, no, I know. It's funny because, you know, I started acting when I was 15 and it was on a show. I'm sure the audience is sick of hearing this, but it was on a show called Home and Away. and there was a lot of recognition quite early at 15 years old and it fucked me up. It really yeah. fucked me up because I, I don't think I ever really just got to be, you know, and I was always worried about everyone else's opinions. And a lot of those opinions sometimes were bathed in hate and uh, ridicule. And, um, you know, I never really woke up and felt good enough or pretty or whatever because everyone was telling me who I was and what box I should be in. So, and that's such an informative, informative years of your life. For a girl, especially. You're supposed to fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. And you're supposed to be like awkward and weird and like find your voice. It's taken me 20 years to go. What is my voice? You know? So I think you're in a great position because if, and when, and it will come to you, I think you're, 
more solid in who you are at this point in your mm-hmm. life, especially with your husband and your comedy, um, that I think you'll navigate it probably much more gracefully, I think, than I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Thank you. You've had life experience, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What does your husband sort of think about all this? Like, is he like how does he like to share the spotlight with you? Is he like, oh, he loves it. He, he loves it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, so he's an engineer. Okay. So, you know, he's got a full time job. And um, he at first, I would say the first year or two, he just thought it was silly. Like I'd ask him to, to film videos or whatever. And he's like, oh, my gosh. Like he didn't know he's not on social media. So he has no clue. Oh, he wow. still doesn't have any social media. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but once, you know, I was able to quit my nine to five almost three years ago. And so he was very supportive of that. You know, I wasn't making hardly any money at the time. And mm-hmm. we had just moved to San Diego, which is triple, you know, the price the cost. of Texas, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, um, I just told him, I was like, I have this feeling like I just, I woke up literally one morning and said, I'm going to put in my two weeks today. And I was scared to tell him, I, I literally figured he'd be like, you know, no, let's wait, you know? And he was like, do it, go for it, mm-hmm. let's do it, do it. Wow. Are you sure? I almost wanted him to say like, you know, no, yeah. he goes, go do it. I was like, Oh my God. And I did. And literally since that day, it's nothing but nothing but grown, you know, everything. So it's crazy. What do you do during the day? Does that mean that you create content like all day? Is that, yeah. is that the schedule? Mm-hmm. So I've got, so see, I don't have a schedule on content. I know uh-huh. a lot of people do sometimes I'll go two, three weeks without posting a new, you know, oh, wow. that makes yeah. us feel so good. Right? See, okay. we're like, we're like oh, you okay, can do God. that. You can do that. Our hiatuses aren't that bad then. <laughs> no, I went six months once without posting a new video. Cause I, I couldn't write anything like, um, but no, I, I'm actually busy all damn day. I feel like I work more than I did working a nine to five, mm-hmm. but it's not work. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and it's for you. It's for you. Yeah. Um, no, my merch, I, I, you know, me and one other girl run my merch and that's a full-time job. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. um, that's my biggest source of income is merch. Mm-hmm. We need that nude bikini. We need your nude bikini. We need the butthole bikini. We need the butthole <laughs> one. You're <laughs> just talking about butthole t or uh, sorry, nipple t-shirts. Oh, pictures of our nipples. And hers will be up here because she has perky ones and mine way down here by Dodo. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Oh my gosh. And now you have like huge fans like Whitney Cummings and all these great big... Com- I mean, is that like a trip? For me, uh-huh. that's the weird... That's... Oh my gosh. I was invited to uh, Luke Bryan and his wife. They have a charity event every year and she mm-hmm. called me. She invited me. So I went, um, ended up becoming friends with her, mm-hmm. but while I was there, Kid Rock came up to me and asked me for a picture. And that's when I was like, what, <laughs> what is my life, dude? Mm-hmm. Holy crap. For me, it was like when famous people started fall. That's when I was like, this has gotten out of control. <laughs> There's so many lessons though, in your story, because I do think, especially in this social media vortex, mm-hmm. people are trying to create content to please other people. So hopefully they will monetize, mm-hmm. um, based on what they think that their followers want. And I feel like 
it, people see through that. And that's why people don't make as much money and they don't grow as rapidly as they want to because they're not putting out the content that speaks to them. They're putting out content to fulfill another beast. And mm-hmm. that is such a lesson. Like, yeah, I know even for in our household, I'm like, ah, I don't want to post that. Even though I, I really feel like it's me, I just don't want to like, you know, piss off maybe, you know, the 5% who follow me. But it's like, you're right. You just have to create the things that make you laugh or, or mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, and put that out there. And it's a platform mm-hmm. for other people to see your work. Mm-hmm. I, I literally couldn't have said that better. Like that's, I get DMs constantly of people like, how do I get started? How do, how did you get into me far? And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> You, I don't know. You can't go into it thinking that. You can't go into it thinking my goal is a million followers. My goal, you know what I mean. You just gotta just be you, have fun, put out the content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in terms of like you saying, like put out stuff that you want. You know, my merch I designed for me. Mm-hmm. I designed what I think I want to wear, and I wear my merch all the time. And you know, I've had friends who have quadruple the amount of followers that I have, and they can't sell five t-shirts wow you know and for me it's like i don't have as many followers as them and i'm you know like we do six figures a month on in t-shirts oh my god i put out you know that's not what i make that's like a gross yeah still like um i put out what i want to wear like and you know the people who you've built relationships with over the years they'll stick with you man if you just put Mm out you know like if you put out sincere shit yeah. Not fake shit. You know what I mean? Like you, you nailed that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, talking about yourself, oftentimes, you know, we've talked to other comedians and things who have been on. And a lot of times their comedy actually comes from like a sort of deep sort of pain and hurt, like in their childhood or growing up. Is that true for you too? Can you like, is where does that, you know, come from? Yeah. So I wouldn't say my online stuff mm-hmm. um, does, but definitely stand up. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand up. Um, so I just talk about, I tell a lot of stories mm-hmm. from, you know, adulthood and childhood. Um, that's kind of what I do on stage. I'm, I just tell stories with little jokes here and there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but de- definitely, um, I would say my childhood has a lot to do with the material I do on stage. Yeah. Uh, that's so, okay. yeah, that's very true. Oh, wow. Was it a happy childhood or yeah. was it? You know, know, there's a lot of people around that area that I know Mm -hmm. and have had a lot of ups and downs within how they Mm -hmm. grew up. Yeah. I'm such a glass half full person Mm -hmm. that I look back and I would say if someone, if you were to ask me initially, my mind would think, yeah, I had a, I had a great childhood, had a happy childhood. But then I think about it, I'm like, Ooh, I kind of didn't. I just looked at the, I'm looking, you know what I mean? Like, both my, my parents had us young. I think they were 17 when they had me mm-hmm. or my whole life. Um, dad used to beat my mom. We got mm-hmm. taken away when I was, I was 12. They would leave. I mean, I could go on about the shit. I mean, it was just not a, and I remember being a kid and being like, man, I just want a normal life. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember being seven, eight years old. And literally I remember that I remember where I was and, and looking around and thinking, I will not have this life when I grow up. Mm-hmm. I will not. At seven and eight years old. And so I'm, I'm a firm believer in like, for the most part, you create the life that, that you want to live. 
Mm-hmm. Block that. If you're not happy with life you're living, do something, change it. Mm-hmm. So technically, for being technical, no, I didn't have a good childhood, but mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. It could have so, been worse. So what do you think propelled you? What made you say, you know, like, this is going to be different for me. Like, I'm going to go out there and like chase my dreams. Like, what would you say? And especially to other kids that might have might have been like in a similar situation, you know, f- that feel very hopeless or what have you. Like, what kind of made you take that leap? Man, I don't even know. I, that's hard to that's hard to answer. You know, I remember literally just things going on around me as a kid mm-hmm. and and thinking I just got to make it through this. And when I have control over my own life, it'll be different. Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel like you got lucky uh, and so many people didn't like you know, life is all yeah. about preparedness, um, you know, opportunity meets luck. Mm-hmm. So maybe you were prepared. Timing was good. You know, yeah. you, the timing was good. But then mm-hmm. there's a level of some of this. It's just you just have that some angels yeah. on your back and you just get lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. A hundred percent. Me and my sisters talk all the time with the way we were brought up. we should be living totally different lives right now. Mm -hmm. Like we should have fallen into the pattern of what was Mm -hmm. going on. And somehow, I don't know, you know, we didn't. So Mm -hmm. I agree with that a hundred percent. Are you close with your sisters? Oh yeah. They live with me. Oh, nice. (laughs) Did you check their buttholes? Sisterly love. (laughs) Oh yeah. We're, we're super close. So we, me and Greg, my husband moved out Mm -hmm. to San Diego seven years ago Mm -hmm. and they followed real quick. Oh, nice. Within two years, they were all moved out here. We just, it's weird for us being apart. So. Yeah. Do you ever feel, you know, I don't know about Roxy's early childhood, but like Mm -hmm. I was bullied a lot and felt really insecure for, and I think I still do. Like I even had a day yesterday where I was just like to my husband, I just feel insecure. Just love me. Um, do you ever wake up and just go, I'm just not good enough or, Mm -hmm. you know, I just don't like myself. Or do you think your glass half full attitude, you always think about the positive and you retrain your brain. I would say the latter. I don't, I really rarely ever feel, um, mm. yeah, I've trained my brain really well mm-hmm. to really think highly of myself without being, you know, too, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you know, I'm a bigger chick. You see the stuff I post on Instagram. I don't give a shit. Like I feel good, man. You know what I mean? Like I feel good. And I don't know if it has anything to do with my childhood, but I grew up, you know, I went to such a small school that there really wasn't any bullying. Uh-huh. And that could have played a really mm-hmm. lucky part in that. Um, I can't think of, I mean, nobody, but we, we all, you know, 12 people. So um, I don't struggle with, with that. For me, it's, it's been a mindset for That's sure. So sexy. I could, yeah. Well, I could wake up and pick apart, you know, everything. And, and, but for me, I've truly trained that part where, it, it, it almost no longer exists. Do mm-hmm. she almost like, you know, but it's true. And people ask me all the time, like, how do you, how'd you just post that picture that you posted with your, with your belly hanging out? I could never do that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what's, what's wrong with it? What, why yeah. is it, why am I going to let that ruin, ruin my day? You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I truly trained that. That's the advice I give people. 
That's why you get laid a lot from your husband because he's yeah, yeah, very exactly. sexy. <laughs> oh yeah. He's like, yeah, newlywed times over there, huh? <laughs> That's fun. So have you ever put anything out that you wished you hadn't or like wanted to retract at any point or no? No, no. There's been things I've put out where, you know, a few days later, a week later, I'll think, I, I think, oh, I should have added this. Uh-huh. Or I should have edited mm-hmm. this. Little things like that. But in terms of like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have put that out. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. So your ultra ego trailer trash, Tammy, which I love, by the way. Is that <laughs> so a character good. you've done for a long time? And is that and like your you main, is that your, that, main yeah, is that your main yeah. character? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so trailer trash Tammy is actually who I do on stage as stand up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Way easier for me to do it as her. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the things I write um, are stories from me and mm-hmm. my life but they're just funnier told as Tammy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, she's probably the bread and butter of what I do. Mm-hmm. I, the first video I did was on Vine when I had two followers. Um, <laughs> I had a Reba shirt as everyone should. And the very first video I did, do you guys remember that show American Pickers? Yes. Oh yes. Yes. So we were driving through town and we were passing this trailer house and I go, mm. pull over, pull over, <laughs> got out, made my sister film just randomly. <laughs> and I said, um, and I, oh, I put my hair, my, you know, Tammy's got the slick back hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I said, um, the American Pickers guys are coming to look at some shit I got out back. After that, me and the fat one are probably going to fuck. <laughs> and <laughs> it just took off. And then I thought, maybe I should like, she always wore a Reba shirt, always had her hair slicked back. Uh-huh. And then after a couple months, I go, maybe I should like give her a name, make it a character. And that's kind of how she came That's about. my name, Tammy. <laughs> oh, <look laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's my name. That's what I got called like my whole school. So I was like, oh my God. I love- <laughs> it could also be your, your ego too. <laughs> so that was your first video of her and it went gangbusters and then you were like huh this is something that could be more than just this video yeah for sure yeah it didn't like go viral or anything i think i gained like a thousand followers from it Uh but for me at that time that was like i remember when we hit a thousand followers me and my sister started screaming and i was like a thousand followers you know yeah and uh yeah for me it was a slow process i i i Mine has been very slow. For me, the last year, I've doubled what the last six years have been in terms of everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because now you've got tours on the horizon that are supposed to happen, and you've got all these celebrity fans. I mean, like, how how is the whole, like, COVID thing, too, like the quarantine, like, sort of derailed things for you, both personally and career-wise? Yeah. I think it's done that for everybody, you know? Right. I had so much planned this year and here's the way I, I was talking to my husband the other day. Here's the mm-hmm. way I look at it. Um, was supposed to go on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, was supposed to do a Burger King commercial that got canceled. Oh. There's been some Netflix stuff that got pushed back. It's been like t- at the beginning of the year, I literally was thinking, Holy crap, this is going to be the biggest year. Yeah. 2020. Right. Yeah. yeah. And everything's gotten canceled. And for me, it's like, I'm not even bummed about it. I'm like, it wasn't the time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. One at a time. That's such a positive outlook. That's great. You know, it would be very hard to like be like super bummed about it and just be like, oh my God, like this is never going to happen. But that's really amazing. Yeah. I I, just, it's not the time. When the time comes, that's my time. Yeah. You know, so uh-huh. why do you think you've exploded? within the last year? Like you said that everything doubled within the last year with the six and you've been working consistently at your standup and your socials and your videos mm-hmm. you're putting out for six years and all of a sudden, bang. What was the turning point? Like, do you yeah. remember where you were like, huh, it feels different right now? Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't done anything different. So for me, I'm like, I don't know why, you know, is my algorithm bumped up? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't done anything different. Well, I will say this. My YouTube, um, I started posting more to YouTube. Okay. And for me, like when I posted more consistently, that's when I kind of started gaining more on YouTube. So I would say, honestly, I would say that. I know that's kind of a boring answer, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, because used to I would only post. I mean, I kind of didn't care about YouTube. I post once a month, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, let me really give this a go. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I started posting a lot, and it just kind of took off. So how do you keep yourself from being like mentally being like, oh, how many likes am I getting? You know, like am I feeling popular? Like how do you sort of like? You're not I supposed to do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Tamara and I, I do like, that on the regular. Oh, refresh, 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 refresh. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is it only like? We're like, nobody likes us. (laughs) And the worst, I couldn't tell you how many likes. See, that's why. That is why you're successful. That is what I'm saying. Yes. Such a lesson. That is why you're doing so well. Yes. You don't give a fuck. You don't give any fucks. That's (laughs) the point. Zero fucks. I really don't. That's why. Yeah. (laughs) Well, my. Okay, so a lot of people I do collabs with and a lot of social media people mm-hmm. I know. Right. I mean, they're con- I mean, I know people that are constantly like they know every view they get, they know what gets the most views, they know what and I'm like, I couldn't tell you what my most viewed thing is on YouTube. I don't even go to my YouTube studio to look at my analytics. I just went I just looked at my analytics on Instagram for the first time maybe two months ago. Like I just don't once it's posted, I don't I go and reply to comments, but in terms yeah. of like views and likes and stuff i don't even my my mom doesn't even think about that stuff yeah and You're, i've been you, told you do so well you yeah. do like the views that you have and the comments that you get you have such an engaged audience you're doing far better than so many people oh, yeah. four to five times the followers as you and again there's such a lesson in this it's like stop creating for the masses like yeah create yeah. for you yeah yeah and for me Mm-hmm. Me personally, I think I'd rather spend my time replying to the people that are taking out their time to say something nice about the material I put out right. rather than looking at numbers and worrying about views and looking at analytics. Like for me, it's like it's social media. I want to be social with the people that are following me. Like I feel so I feel so lucky that they're they spend their time, you know, messaging me or whatever. I want to message them back. Like for me, mm-hmm. I've said this to everyone I collab with. For me, my the number one thing that I do in my job that's the most important mm-hmm. is is engaging with the followers. It to me it's more important than the material I put out. Oh. So how do you deal with the haters and the social media haters that come and troll and leave nasty comments and things like that? How do you deal with those people? You know, 
it, I really don't get a whole lot. And I know that's like, a lot, I, I don't know what it is. I don't get a ton of hate. Uh-huh. Um, I, I will probably get, I would say once a month, I'll get a comment, you know, a rude comment or something. Mm-hmm. And it depends on my day. Sometimes I'll just block. If I'm in the mood, you know, I'll uh, engage in that. Uh-huh. Um, but the, what they're saying is stupid. So I just, I just view it as, I'm like, eh, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. It only hurts you when you believe it. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Like when you realize that people who take their time to say hateful things on social media hate themselves, they must. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in a good place about your life and what you're doing and um, you have confidence, you don't spend your time trolling other people to put them down and then still follow them. That's what I find funny. They're still following you, but then they still leave hate messages. It's like, (laughs) "Mm, I think think it's so obvious that they're obsessed, you know, but they're just mad that you've gotten some kind of other success. Well, that's like the sign of you making it too, is like when you have the haters, right? I mean, it's like, and they can't let go. It's like, okay, you made it, you know? That's so true. That's so true. Uh-huh. You talk yeah. a lot about sex or you show a lot of sexual objects, which is like mm-hmm. my favorite subject. <laughs> Her favorite. <laughs> um, that is kind of, you know, obviously women on top of uh, the bottom of the side. Um, or reverse cowgirl. <laughs> when you're married, you're just like, can I just lay on my stomach, please? <laughs> just starfish and call it a day. Um, but you remember, we talk about this a lot and we talked about it in the beginning of the show. And you can, I, I don't think you'd be uncomfortable me asking because it seems like everything's out there there. You remember the first time you had an orgasm? Oh, okay. I started masturbating <laughs> really young. Okay. How old were you? How old were you? And okay. When I tell people this, they always assume that I was like sexually abused or something. And I, I wasn't. Yeah. Um, probably seven or eight. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Okay. And I used to hunt with pillows. <gasps> and why? Did this was something inside you? You've never humped a pillow? <laughs> Pillows can't get stiff. <laughs> I have not humped a pillow. Okay. Get on that. But okay. I've, humped, I've humped like other things. <laughs> Pillows are so soft. Yeah. I mean, maybe I've humped a pillow. Have you humped a pillow? Yeah. I have not. You know, I think I need like maybe more of the friction, but maybe, maybe it works. a harder pillow? Yeah, harder pillow. <laughs> But maybe it works. Maybe we need to try this. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't remember everything. I don't know. I just, maybe I'm assuming like, you know, I had a pillow. I was sleeping with the pillow, you know, and I kind of, you things take things, you know. Yeah, one you thing don't know there. what it is. You know what I mean? Like you don't no. really know what you're doing or what it uh-huh. is. But do you remember like the first time you were with a boy and then you were like, huh, this is because Roxy and I talk about a long time ago. Well, we talk about the dry hump. <laughs> bringing it back. You don't we want to bring be, it back. Yeah, we want to bring it back. You know, like you don't want to be intimate because you're like, oh, I'm too nervous and young or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is my first time. So you just dry hump them. <laughs> and that to Roxy I and I that. was the first time we kind of, you know, were, were with, with, with guys. But do you remember like your first boyfriend and that whole experience? My, okay. I do remember thinking, um, that cause I had masturbated for so long that I mm-hmm. remember thinking, Oh, sex is uh, an orgasm through sex is going to be way different. It's going to mm-hmm. feel different. It's going to be, di- yeah. you know, I, that's what I thought. And when it happened, I was like, well, I could have done that myself. 
Uh-huh. That was right. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> think do we still think that, Roxy? I mean, uh, I, I need to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> yes. I don't think you masturbate a lot, do you, Roxy? Um, it de- you know what? For me, it's more like it depends on the time of the month. Like if I'm ovulating, then that's like a sexier. I feel like th- that's when like the hormones are like raging more. Oh, right, okay. right. So I th- feel like it's more like cyclical for me. Yeah. But uh, but I know Tamman masturbates a lot. That's, that, no, now we're gonna have to take that part out. No, I just I think I've just got more testosterone in my body. I just think you know I like to be sexual. I think yeah. it's you know mm-hmm. it's funny. We talk so much about the fact that you know we see so much violence and we see on the news you know people getting battered and hurt and you know in movies we see people's heads chopped off and guns but then like you show a nipple or you show a breast or you talk about sex and it's especially in the u.s it's Mm -hmm. so taboo you know like showing even a roxy and i have children like showing the your boob when you're breastfeeding is such a big deal yes and yet we sexualize women so much um that it's just like i i find like the, the the female form should be celebrated. Yeah. You know, it's like, why do we celebrate? We do celebrate in a way like anger and violence and being tough and, you know, and I, I don't know. I just think it's, I think we've taken a wrong turn. Mm-hmm. Agree. Right. 100%. Yep. Mm-hmm. 100%. Agree with that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting, you know, art culture, pop culture and everything. Have you ever been with a woman? No, never. She's just taking pictures of their buttholes, okay? (laughs) Just as good as being with one Roxy. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Wait, Tamman, your experience? No, no. I mean, sure. I feel like everyone's been with a woman, but have you wanted to, Chelsea? Here's my deal. Mm -hmm. I could totally, like, make out. And I think, you know, you see a beautiful woman, like, oh, my God, like, I could totally make out, maybe suck on some titties, but when it comes to the vagina, yeah, man, I barely even want to touch my own. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's where I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't think I could, I don't think, I, I don't think I could. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, I take that back. Mm. One time, I touched one and I started gagging. <gasps> oh my gosh! <laughs> that's the only. That's the only experience. Yeah, I forgot about that. I almost don't even look at his experience because nothing, you know, nothing happened. So, yeah, I, I go, let me give this a try. I literally reached down there and I, I said, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. <laughs> That's how I know. That's important yeah. for me. I was like, but like making out with a chick, I could, po- I could, I would love that. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a vagina. It's a different, yeah, it's a different beast, you know, than the, the peony. Yeah. 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 There's a lot more, a lot more. Yeah. It's like boobs up. Cool. Yeah. Right. Boobs down. Yeah. Not so much. <laughs> it boobs up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's so funny. But uh, yeah. So what, so what is next for you? I mean, I know we're still like in quarantine and we're, you know, doing that whole thing, but do we, what can we look forward to? Well, I'm ready to go on tour. Okay. I'm like, Chomping at the bits to do that. Right. I've started writing a Trailer Trash Tammy movie. Okay. Now, 
who knows, you know. It's going knows? to get picked up. You're, you're yes. blowing up. There's no way it's not going to. Yeah. I, just, I, I like to put things out in the universe because I don't think I ever would have started stand-up if I wouldn't have told Instagram I'm going to start stand-up. Okay. It's almost like I, I get held accountable for it. So I'm, I'm writing a movie. I'd love to get it filmed. And, mm-hmm. you know, even if, even if I just put it on YouTube, you know, even if that's how it went, ends up, I'm fine with that. I'm happy with that. And you land another bazillion followers after that. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. movie, do you feel like you need to learn about the structure of a script or do you feel like you know, by seeing so many films, you know, you know, kind of how a storyline would go. I feel um, like I need, I, I've, I have felt weird about not knowing how to structure the script, mm-hmm. um, which is why I have a friend help me who's a writer. He's an actor in LA and he writes. And so he's the one that's like, helping me we just started like literally last week so Mm. he's helping me kind of with that side ah nice oh i'm excited who would you see like i mean obviously you would be playing tammy but do you see other people other celebrities coming into the fold you know i honestly like i haven't thought about that i've thought about like having like my sisters and oh, the people cool. I do videos, but like all my friends, all my friends, like I, I feel like would be in the movie. Yeah. A hundred percent. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll get some random, you know, celebrity up in there. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be yeah. Really fun. yeah. That'd be really fun. We normally do a never have I ever, and I can't wait to hear yes. this if you'd like to do it. But before we do the never have I ever, I have to ask this one video the background around it because I keep watching it. Okay. So the video where you come out and you get a penis is a gift and then <laughs> the sperm flies out and then your friend jumps out of it. What was the genesis of that video? How, like, how did you first conceive it? Was somebody else like had the idea? Then did it get more and more and more and more? And then where did you find the prop? Okay. <laughs> that I'll give all credit to that to Ross Smith. Grandma, you know, that the guy who does videos with his grandma, Mm -hmm. um, usually the Tammy stuff, 90% of the time I write because, because a lot of people can't write for her. Mm -hmm. He came to me with this idea. He goes, Hey, I have this idea. You're probably gonna think it's totally stupid. Here it is. He told me and I go, that's the best thing I've ever heard of in my (laughs) life. He lives in Ohio. He goes, I can be out there tomorrow. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Who out here just to film that? Found some found some guy who who uh, works for um, Disneyland and Legoland, and he like builds. I don't know how he found him, dude. Mm. And he made that penis in less than twenty four hours. Oh my god! It was and so big. That's what she said. It was so <laughs> yeah. massive. It was like monumental. Yeah. I don't know how you would turn that around in twenty four hours. I don't. I have no clue. He did though. That's the thing. When he got there and he was unloading stuff, I was like, "You, like, you did this so quick." He's like, "Oh, I, you know, I haven't had much work." Okay. Yeah. And did you get to keep the cock? Yes. Oh my god! Amazing. Amazing. He's like, "Do you want?" It? I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so the little man that sat in there—is there was there like a little ledge for him? Like, what? How did he not fall? We put the penis over a um. Uh, ladder. 
Uh-huh. So we had two, we had two little people and both of them were crying. And it was tight. Oh my God. Bless <laughs> I in there. I don't know how they did. We struggled. That video is what? Less than a minute. That took us six hours to film, maybe. Wow. Yeah. It was to get, and Ross is a perfection. Like, it probably would have taken me an hour. Ross is a perfectionist. So we had to keep reading. You know, I'm like, oh my Lord. But um, I do like one take. One take, if it's mediocre, it's good enough for me. <laughs> then aren't you mad if it doesn't do well and you've spent six hours plus got a prop guy, plus got people in on ladders and you've like, yeah. hey, like then that's the thing that is, is amazing is you're not sitting there going, refresh, 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 refresh. How many people are watching? Yeah. How many people are watching? Because what if only 10 people said, oh, this is so funny. Are you like, damn it, I spend so much time for 10 people or does it not matter? To me, it doesn't matter. Now, okay, so I don't spend that much time on videos. That That's Ross. For me, <laughs> I do one take, literally, one take, my edit, I don't know how to edit a video. I literally piece together pieces. So it's like the most basic edit you can get. <laughs> yeah. And um, no, that's why I don't spend a whole lot of time. In my opinion, the creative, the, the writing, the the jokes, like that's what's going to, it's not really how you film it, how you edit it. That's why I don't spend a whole lot of time on that at all. Oh, that's the secret. That's it. Secret sauce. Yeah. yeah. Okay, wait, before I go, I just, what's the funniest video you've done? Like your favorite? Yeah. What's your favorite, favorite, favorite? Dude, I get asked this all the time and, and I can't choose. Oh. Um, oh, so many. I've got like five or 10 rolling through my head right now. Um, we, I did one with Ross Smith where we went out to the wilderness Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was like it was like trying to survive the wilderness for 24 hours. <laughs> um, I'm proud of that one. That was all improv. And oh wow, I think it, I rewatch it every once in a while and lose my shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be the first. Yeah. Yeah. Off the top of my head, that one. Um. Yeah. Let's do that. I like them all though. Oh. Yeah. They're like your kids. They're like your kids. You got to love them all, right? Uh huh. Exactly. I love the one that's the nicest. So I love my video that does the best. <laughs> <laughs> depends depends who's doing the best at the time. I'm like, that's yeah. my favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's a good one. Well, should we play Never Have I Ever? Oh, okay. Oh. Since you are an, an anatomical photographer, Chelsea. Never have I ever taken photos of my husband's butthole or penis. So do I say if I have or if I have? Yeah, yeah. Either I have or never have. Oh, you have. Yeah. For what? Did you did you hang on to him? I don't know if you want to know. I'm dead serious. Tell us, tell us. You have to tell us all. Tell us all. We want to know. You can say anything on this show. Yes. You yes. want okay. to know. Yes. No, this is disgusting. I'm just warning everybody. <laughs> uh, this was years ago. And I think this is the only time I've ever taken pictures of his butthole. Oh my God. He's okay with you telling the story. I hope. <laughs> so we're in the bedroom. He was getting dressed for work or whatever, you know, whatever. And like, he was completely naked and I saw him like bend over to grab something. And I was like, Ooh. <laughs> you wipe your ass. Oh, I was like, what is that about? there's like, Green, it was green. I was like, oh green god. shit like, around. Oh the my gosh. He was like, no, there's not. I just took a shower. I go, come here. <laughs> oh my god. 
Oh my god! I'm so mad that I told that. I was like, bend over, spread them. So I literally, and then I showed him. He was like, oh my god! And got back in the shower. But did you delete the picture? Yeah, did you hang on to it? So fast. fast. You know, it sits in your deleted box for quite a while, right? I know. I know. This was. This was probably like. This is probably eight years ago. So okay, before the cloud and everything. Okay. 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 Never have I ever, because you like to cook. I saw on your on your Instagram. Never have I ever put food on my husband as like some sexual thing to do. Oh, never. Never. No. No. I don't think I ever put it on me either. No. Have you, Roxy? No, but I will say, actually, this is kind of a funny story. My bachelorette party was in Vegas. And as Tamman knows, I am a deathly allergic to dairy. So and she says, but her husband gives <laughs> her dairy. So we had we had these strippers come to the room that they that my girlfriends got. These two guys. They were the guy strippers. And they had this game called like lick the lick the whipped cream off. Short, long story short of it, I didn't have to do it, but I totally rat fucked all my girlfriends. I was putting like the whipped cream on their weenies and like <laughs> on the bib. Like, so they were just like, oh, Roxy. <sighs> but that's the closest, I think. You know, it's funny because you get, you go to those like hustler stores and they're like, you know. Oh, yeah, chocolate panties. <laughs> chocolate, you know, for sexual pleasure. And then you put it on, you're like, ow, that itches. Ow, it's stinging me. Oh my gosh, now I can't get it off. It's sticky. It's stuck to the sheets. It's so, or those like edible undies or something. Oh, like yeah. the whole time yeah. we're just like trying to bite uh-uh. the candy and nothing's happening. Right? Oh gosh, okay. Never have I ever um, used my status or said something like, do you know who I am to get out of a ticket? Like a pulling over. Never. <gasps> Never. How about to get into a restaurant? Um, no. No. Okay. No. okay. But I did get pulled over um, a couple months ago for running a red light. Uh-huh. And the guy pulled me over, walked up to the car, and he goes, oh, my God, I know who you are. Have a good day. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> Dude, For luck real? is always on your side. You was like, like wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I never have. But sometimes I'll go um, go to eat, and I'll go to, like, pay. Mm-hmm. And, like, the waitress is like, oh, no, it's on us. We love <gasps> the videos. And I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't like that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let me pay. Let me pay. And they're like, no, no. So I usually like tip really big. I'm like, uh-huh. thank you. Like, you know, like I'll pay you what I, you know. So, but no, uh-uh, I don't think I could ever do that. Yeah. Isn't it funny that when you start to make good money is when people make you pay less for things? <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, now I can pay for it. I couldn't pay for it back then. Could you give me a break then? Mm-hmm. And give any free shit? Oh my god! Oh my god! So, what's like the best free shit you've gotten? Like, what's like the best things that you've been sent? Well, the other day I went to this um, little shop in Oceanside, and oh. I forgot what it was called. Um, they have like, oh my god, it was like the coolest store. Like a bunch of like CBD and like mm-hmm. bath product, just a bunch of like. Oh, I was in there for like an hour. So I posted that I was in there. I go, I found the cutest little shop, and I, I tagged them. And then they messaged me and they didn't have a ton of followers. Mm-hmm. They messaged me that day and the owner goes, thanks for stopping in. Thanks for tagging us. We're going to uh, send you um, a gift, uh, a gift box. And it's a bunch of weed. And I was like, that's great. 
<laughs> you're like, ah, whoa. <laughs> That's like a good drug deal right there. Yeah. And very legal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Ever have and I like, ever <laughs> smoked so much weed that I've done something just really out of the ordinary for me? Yeah. <laughs> what? And what did you do? You know what? Maybe not. I, uh, oh God, I can't think of anything one in particular. But I have. I can't smoke weed anymore. Mm-hmm. Really? Why? Roxy's like, why not? I know. I'm like, why not? Please, why? Why? I used to love it. See, I, I, the first time I smoked weed, I was probably 28. Oh, so you didn't start till later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then loved it for like two years. Did it maybe, mm-hmm. not a ton, maybe once or twice a month. Loved uh-huh. it. And then all of a sudden, about two years ago, woke up, started getting so paranoid. Like, I'm talking like, like fear that I was going to be murdered <gasps> by whoever's in the house. Oh, mm-hmm. like, like, like debilitating fear. And it happened with anything I smoked, any strain, any, uh-huh. no matter what it was, people keep saying, oh, well, you haven't tried this or you just, no, I've tried it all. Like I just started getting super paranoid. So now I only do CBD. Because uh, um, I, I like the smell and I like the feeling of smoking a joint. So I do the mm-hmm. CBD joints now. Oh. Uh, but there's, there's been a few times where I got so stoned, I just, I would just walk around and do like the dumbest shit, like <laughs> a picture on the wall or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like you're not, you're not completely like yourself. Yeah. Um, Before I let you go or we let you go, um, cause this has been amazing. I just had this thought to ask you, do you want to have kids? I go back and forth. Yeah. Go back and forth. Um, If my, let's just put it this way. If I thought that my husband would be uh, a mediocre dad, like how a lot of dudes are, Mm -hmm. I felt I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. But I knew that if if we were to have a kid, he would be the type that would, I would never have to get up in the middle of the night. I would Mm. never have to change a diaper. He would make homemade baby food. He would get like, he would be the Martha Stewart dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's not yeah. the only thing. Yeah. Do it, do it, do it. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's hard though. It's hard because I came from actually the side that we had planned on not having kids and we had a child and I mean, we're obsessed. Amazing. But it's, it's an interesting like struggle, you know, that you go through, right? Like, so you've been on kind of both sides of the fence a little bit. And he's the same way. I feel like if he was like, I really want a kid, I really would, but he's kind of the same way I am. We're just like, Mm -hmm. "Eh, if it happens, it happens, you know. So you're not trying or are you trying? Are you not, are you on birth control? So you're not on birth control. Yeah. You are on birth control. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're not really trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I feel like my career is just taking off. I'd like to see how the next few years go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, we go back and forth. I don't yeah. know. My nieces live with us. We help raise them. You know, they're oh. seven and ten. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I keep saying, I keep saying, let's wait five years and see where we're at. And then five years comes and I'm like, let's wait another five years. So I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. It's hard because, you know, you wait those five years and, you know, the doctor said to me, I've got two, but the doctor said to me like, oh, you don't have that many eggs left. So if you want another one, like people are like, stop having kids. Um, but like, it's either like now or never, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's hard cause you don't know 
where you're going to be in five years or if you want to do this again, then, you know, my husband does do half the work. He does half the work. And so we both have jobs, we both have careers and it's, it's difficult um, to just put more children in the mix because also financially you have to make sure. Think about that. Yeah. Um, But also emotionally and mentally, like children need you present, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's hard to be focusing. I mean, look, your career's taking off in such leaps and bounds that maybe ride, ride, look, you don't, don't take my advice, but maybe ride that wave for a bit and then, um, and then see how you feel, but there's never a right time. Right. Roxy. Yeah. There's never, I think it's, you just, you do it. There's no handbook. I mean, it's, it is sort of the cliche things that people say, like nothing prepares you for having a child. It's true. I mean, it is good to be sort of be in like a minds, a positive mindset about it, but I mean, really, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, to be honest. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's just more levels of like, oh, now I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It's just like another. Yeah. It's like winging it. You wing it every fucking day. You're like, okay, so I guess this I works. Didn't die today. Yeah, didn't yeah. Die today. They're still alive. It's great. <laughs> bad, honestly. Yeah. Um, no, I've never had that like strong. You know how like a lot of women have that strong desire, right? I've never felt that, but mm-hmm. I've never felt the opposite either. Either I've never felt like I don't want kids. I don't want, I feel like if I were to get pregnant, I'd be happy about it. Yeah. But also if I never had kids, I'd be great with that too. That's kind of how it's, I'm, I'm mixed. So yeah, yeah. I, I've always been like, we'll see, you know, I may wake up one day and literally be like, okay, I want a kid now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to have one until that happens. I feel like, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Like, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Your career, well, like, we'll see you next year with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have a little one on your shoulder. Yeah. You'll be like trailer park Tammy <laughs> with my with my baby. <laughs> well, thank you funny. so much. Yes, Chelsea. Thank you. And where can we find you? I we love it. We love when you came and hung out with us. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. Nice to meet you guys. Where can we find you? Yes. 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 We have to know. Chelsea Lynn all across all platforms and I'm everywhere. Okay. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. You'll find me. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know this lovely lady, then in six months, no one yeah. is not going to know you. So yeah. get ready. Don't say we didn't tell you. Stay, <laughs> stay grounded. Stay positive because shit can get pretty intense. Yes. Um, and just keep being you. I'm giving you, I'm giving you advice. You know, but just put out, put out what you love and don't let the noise change that. Mm -hmm. Because once you lose your authenticity, it's just people see through it. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to be sitting in my bathtub, just watching more of your videos. Yeah. She is the real deal. She is the real deal. As we say in Texas, (laughs) Thank you both so much. Thank you, Chelsea. On Women on Top Official on Instagram and Women on Top Podcast on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes so we can keep bringing you all this good stuff. And I am Taman (laughs) Sersak. And I am Roxy Manning. And we are Women Women on Top. top.